We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to US News and World Report, we're the 25th top paying career. Make an impact as a fact seeker and a truth teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Oh, hey. Sorry I didn't see you there. This is an audio medium. If you grew up with Disney Channel shows, decoms, and music, the time machine is ready for you to take a trip back to those golden days. Quick, before the time reaches 8-7 Central. What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine podcast with me, Becca Stogner. And me, Hunter Martin. Um, Becca's wearing a bucket hat. <laughs> Stop this. You didn't get a bucket hat at the Jonas Brothers show? No. Damn. They were selling them, though. Which I know. I will get I've into seen. momentarily. That's what the people want to hear. That's what I want to talk about. They do. A lot of, I did, we did post on the story that I was. Re- we were reporting live from the Jones Brothers. And so if you haven't gone to the Jones Brothers concert or if you want, if you don't want to know about it, spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, skip because this they, if you don't. Want yeah. To set they kicked off their tour called the tour. I think they're being little copycats because I think well, with the, the era's the, tour stuff, like the three hour set and the deep cuts and the surprise songs, like everybody is buying into that right now. And it feels yeah. very... It's a Jonas it, it Brothers Eras tour. That's what it is. It is. And so you walk in, and I think this happens at every concert. So aren't you going in Nashville? I will be at the Nashville show on October 9th. So I have a ways to I have a ways yeah, to go. So everyone everyone gets a bracelet that lights up. Oh that my says God. the Jones Brothers <laughs> and the day. Here I have it. I have it for you. I'll show you what it looks like. I um, mean it says the day of the tour. Okay, that's cute. It. So that's like, so even if you don't want to buy merch, you still get a little souvenir. Yeah. Because I wasn't about to spend, I was about to get a Jones Brothers t-shirt. Not for like anyway. 80 bucks. Uh, anyway, they sprinkle in their current album throughout the, throughout the set, throughout the whole night. They don't do one um, section of where it's just songs from the latest stuff. They, they intermix it with stuff. Yeah. Which I think is smart. Um, Definitely. because you know, it's, it's like, so, seg- it's a nice segue in between like each older album, which gets like a solid chunk. I, if they keep it the way that it is on the set list right now, the waffle house into burning up transition is going to so rip my wig off. It's not, a, it's <laughs> well, your wig will stay secured because it's not a transition. <gasps> burning up is the closer for act one and waffle house is the opener for act two. Oh, I have to wait in between. Yeah. Um, and, e- <laughs> and every time, every time they um, go into an album, they have like a video package of videos during that time. Oh, that's fun. So when it was, yeah. So when it was um, the era of like year 3000, like the year 3000 music video played and, and then like Camp Rock clips played and all that great stuff. Part one, you will be knocked out into the atmosphere. <laughs> Even I was knocked out into the atmosphere. I can't wait. Like, because part one is all the stuff that we grew up yeah, on. Yeah, I know like, that they're not like, 
I know they're doing it more medley style because obviously playing like the full time of all those songs would take a while. The but... only album they really did from from bottom to top was a little bit longer. And I can't wait because that is my album. I think I think every other album there's like two or three songs that they never even touch, but a little yeah, bit longer. I will um, be going to the bathroom and grabbing a drink probably during the lines vines and trying times chunk so sorry to say i will say this will be really it took waffle house didn't really hit as i thought it was <gasps> going to Don't say just that. because part one really was like hit 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 and when there was like an intermit like there's literally like an intermission where to go whatever yeah it took me a minute to get back into the concert because i was so exhausted from part one yeah that makes sense just because you were so i was like oh we're back okay and then yeah it's part two is definitely is definitely the newer stuff yeah it's part two i think is the lines vines and trying times which is the one it's after line a bit vines i just don't know that album like at all i didn't really either line vines and trying times and then they did happiness begins yeah which i only know a smidgen of but of course, they then, damned me to hell, and they put "Leave Before You Love Me" right at the end of the set. Yeah, yeah. I I was surprised they did that song and they did not sucker. Because you could still close sucker. I'm okay with latest. it though. I was oh, I was because like "Leave Before You Love Me" it. isn't even on any of their albums. I know. Or I'm surprised if they like close with a if you want to close with a song from your current album, close with Waffle House. I know. Remember, this is the closer, isn't it? It's like they just do bows. It's nothing like oh, crazy. They are um, also playing "Who's in Your Head," so I'll shake a little tush. Is Jealous gonna stay on the set list? It it hit because <sighs> that's what they did after. Because I, I was like, what did they do in between "Lines, Vines, and Trying Times" and "Happiness Begins"? Because I was like, what was that transition? And that was the solo stuff. Yeah, they always do "Cake so, by the Ocean." I always love to hear it. That was great. That was great. It's a classic. Um. It was it was fun because the it and just like music midtime when we saw them, it was very much song 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 song. Hey, how y'all doing? Song 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 song. What a great night we're having. Song song song. <laughs> bye. Um, that's fine. Which I which it's fine, but I thought and I guess that's just not who they are as performers, um, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, you, I just thought there would be a little bit more. I saw Priyanka, Chopra, Ooh. Jonas. And and the Jonas family. Uh, Big Rob also cool. came out at both shows. Big Rob, to do his verse. Big Rob came out, and Jimmy Fallon Which came he, out by himself, right? By himself, <laughs> he it literally was eh, like literally the the announcer was like, "All right, welcome the host of the Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon." That's so literally, weird. It was like a collective of people like, "Oh man, and, you can tell he really has nowhere to be right now." Yeah, and all he did was we just sang. He's like, "I want to have the biggest karaoke party ever," uh, and then it was Mr. Brightside by the Killers, and it just played. Yeah, and it wasn't even like it was just the instrumental. It was like full on, and just Jimmy Fallon had a microphone, and I thought it was for a segment of something, like a hey, we're shooting something. But then it dawned on me, oh, nothing's shooting right now. So what is this? So and I it think gets he even was just more there. bizarre. Because their most recent show, they had those people from TikTok that are doing the, like, the Eurovision song. Yeah. They came out so, and did the song. And the Jonas Brothers official account posted an Instagram video of them zooming in on everybody in the crowd going, like, what is happening right now? So, who knows what's <laughs> going to happen when they head on into Nashville? I'm scared! 
Nick Jonas did say he would love to collab with Paramore. Imagine. I, you would have to bury me underneath the Bridgestone (laughs) Arena because I would not make it out (laughs) alive. I'm just saying that she lives there. It, it makes sense. You, now that I said that out loud, it's actually a very strong possibility that that could happen for I'm you. I'm seeing Paramore at Webster Hall in New York City as part of the New Yorker Festival on October 6th, and my show is on October 9th. So it's not entirely impossible. It's not entirely impossible. However, Paramore is so choosy about their collabs that I would be shocked if it happened. You never know. You never know. I will say Joe Jonas is a great frontman. Oh, yeah. But we've known that. He's a great perf- he's yeah, but he's just like he's a great performer. I've only seen the Jonas Brothers live once, and that was in Music Midtown. Dang. A couple years ago. So it was but if you're a even if you're a casual Jonas Brothers fan like I am, I had a great time. Because they, cause they sing all the songs. They literally sing every song you have ever wanted to hear them sing live. They will sing it. It's like every song, basically. It so literally is luck. every song. I, when I they bought the ticket, any... I was kind of just like, well, like I'll just buy this ticket because it's a nosebleed and it's not that expensive. And if like I don't like the set list, I'll just sell it. And now I'm like really excited now that I've seen Yeah, it's, it's fun. Um, and I noticed, like, I forget that every time I go experience a live show, I get nervous. why for uh, just because i'm like oh my gosh this is live anything can happen (laughs) no matter what it is i'm just like oh this is a live event uh yeah anyway but it was fun i'm glad i i was exhausted the next day i was really exhausted after part one so so just part one especially if you like listen to every single one of their albums you will part one will be like will hit you yeah Hit you, hit you where the sun, where the sun will shine. So stay hydrated. I know. I'm sure stay, a lot of you are going eventually. So yeah, stay hydrated, um, and get prepared to shake your rump. Shake your rump. Uh, well, yeah. I'm ready to shake my rump into some of this Disney 411. All right, let's get into it. Disney 411. First story is you wanted to really talk about this, so we will. <laughs> I will grant you your wish. It's about Annalise Vanderpool. Uh, the Disney Channel star used a viral sound from Phineas and Ferb to accompany a TikTok. Uh, the caption read, uh, Wow, if I had a nickel for every time I was asked to leave a show starring Raven. Vanderpool let the TikTok sound complete her statement. And the TikTok sound is, If I had a two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened um, twice. Uh, the actress didn't indicate... What was behind Walt Disney Studios' decision to remove him from the role? Though Raven Simone has received an onslaught of criticism in recent years, any drama between the stars is unlikely. The pair are allegedly lifelong friends on and off screen. Did you see the um, one she posted today? Yeah. The one where she, she's like, Basically, it said something about like when people ask me to talk about why I left my Disney shows, and it's a sound where she's like, um, and just runs away. And Christy Cross and def- Romano commented something about august 28th there's a new podcast yeah happening with annalise vanderpool and christy carlson romano because people are losing their minds over something that i feel like is very clearly promo baiting yeah i mean have you ever seen any um youtube thumbnail of any of christy carlson romano's (laughs) podcast companies oh yes podcasts well not even just that have you ever seen any youtube thumbnail i mean you can just leave it at that 
literally, it's very <laughs> clickbaity, which gets people. The amount of times Selena Gomez's picture has been used to promote the Wizards of Waverly Pod when she wasn't when she wasn't a guest is kind of like incredible. Crazy. That but picture I get of her it. wrapped in the blanket that is taking the internet by storm right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have I seen that picture used that... with every caption under the sun. It's so funny. Some of them are um, hilarious. Some of them, for all you Righteous Gemstones fans, people have now memed the video, the picture of the guy who plays Gideon holding the puppy. Yeah. Have you seen that picture? Mm-hmm. And now they have photoshopped the two of them together. <laughs> Oh, and so someone funny. said, look at this old picture I found of my grandparents. Uh, speaking of righteous gemstones, can you imagine if Jesse and Amber Gemstone had been Joe Jonas's special guests? <gasps> I wish. I wish, I too. Wish. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I don't know why people are reading so much into it. It's very like, I was like, guys, she was the, on the entire run of That's So Raven. Yeah. And... Raven's home. Everyone was. Everyone left the show, <laughs> except Raven and one child. I know. And if we learned, and if we learned anything, and if we learned anything from last week, we know Disney cuts people to save money and revamp the show. Yeah, I feel so like it's going to exactly be one of those things that they always do, where they make this big deal out of it, and then once it actually comes out, they're basically just like, "Yeah, my contract just wasn't renewed." Yeah, so I wasn't asked back. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you weren't asked back for that to Raven because it got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe there's a story, but I think people are reading too much into it. In my opinion, in my opinion. Um, oh, okay. Our next story is a little discussion about Olivia Rodrigo's new song. Bad idea, right? I Question love. Mark. I didn't like it at first, but she got me again. <laughs> um. It's not her, it's not like, I'm not like, wow, she's done it again. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's a, similar it's, it's to definitely Brutal. definitely a grower. I think Brutal is better. I know you don't like Brutal, which is baffling to me. I think that's one of my favorite songs by her, but I really enjoy it. I found myself going back to it a lot since it's come out. Like, I don't listen to it, like, on a regular basis, but I've been in instances where it's played. I'm like, okay, maybe this is, like, fun to listen to. I am a little tired of every single girl on my TikTok page just lip-syncing it, being like, this is so me. Oh, like, okay, yeah. (laughs) And and what else? What else do you have to add to the conversation? This isn't, speaking of adding adding nothing to the conversation, (laughs) but it's something that's been appearing on my TikTok, which I know it has always been in the underbelly of TikTok, but it just never has been on mine. Where, like, singers who are like, hey, I just came up with the best song about, like, you know, going to the movies by yourself. This is it right now. And start singing it. Yeah. I've been seeing so many of those. Like, hey, my name is so-and-so. I'm a singer-songwriter. How and have the you song managed to right avoid those until me. now? <laughs> I don't know, but I... And now... I just, like, I hate the intros to them. Like, They're awful. Hey, you know? You, That's why hey, everybody makes th- fun of them and will be like, guys, I think I just wrote the song of the summer. And then they'll play like just some dog shit dookie and be like right. in their car. They're always in their car. Why are you always in your car? <laughs> it's like, hey, I just like spilled my milkshake all over my lap. And <laughs> I just probably just made the best song of all time. Hey, can Let's you stream my song so I can quit my job as a freaking waiter? And sometimes it works. And it's just, hey. Hats off to you for putting yourself out there. Yeah, but that's, it's, I can never, it's all I can over never everywhere. Uh, everything, everywhere, all over. TikTok. At once, <laughs> on TikTok. Um, 
All right. I was going to bring to the table that Nick Jonas fell at <laughs> last night's concert stop. Of- RIP Nick Jonas. Hope your ego gets better. <laughs> well, our final story. She's back. Sort of. And possibly for one final time. <laughs> I don't know. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, Miley Cyrus. New music is on the way. Signs are pointing to yes, as the Flowers singer took on took to Twitter on Tuesday to share a cryptic new teaser that points to a potential new project. There's a video captioned, I know I used to be crazy. I know I used to be fun. You say I used to be wild. I say I used to be young. Um, Cyrus captioned a video of a sun-drenched street with a building plastered in posters of her face and song lyrics from her past eras in chronological order, including I hopped off the plane at LAX, I can almost see it, the dream I'm dreaming, I came in like a wrecking ball, and I can buy myself flowers. And then before the newest lyric addition to Cyrus's catalog, I used to be uh, young. Um, also today, uh, if you go to listen to any of Miley's biggest hits on Spotify, the video, what, what do you call those things? On Spotify. Uh, like visualizers, visuals? Yeah, the visualize, like what you look on your phone instead of like the album cover, it's what appears to be the music video to Used to Be Young, um, dimly lit, but people are very cryptic and posted on Twitter and uh, with high resolution and, you know, picked up the brightness that she's wearing a Mickey Mouse t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of rumors surrounding what this is for. People are saying a new album. People are saying people are Endless saying, Summer Vacation Part 2. People are saying Greatest people, Hits album plus Super Bowl announcement. Yeah, because people are pointing to the pattern that people have been doing to announce um, a Super Bowl performance. Yeah. Which is I usually, hope it's not I, a, I feel like it's just going to be like one song. I don't know if it's going to be a whole other thing. You think it's just... You think it's just one song? Yeah. Okay. But the way that everything um, is shaping up, I have a, a worry that it might be like a retirement song, like an I'm done reti- forever song. Yeah, because so f- it's very much the marketing so far is look back at my career, look where I am now. Yeah. Using like um, referencing song lyrics. Now she's wearing a Mickey Mouse t-shirt in the music video. I've, yeah, it's definitely something is point like so great Super Bowl halftime performances are what people performing their greatest hits. Yeah. Um. So maybe it could lead her to that, or I don't know. Maybe it's a new new album. What if it's maybe a it's song about like going back through her life and everything she's experienced, and it's going to be like a song that just puts us all under that it's like so incredible. I hope. I hope it's great. I hope so too. People are pointing out that the last time. There was marketing like this. It was for flowers. So at least she's doing something. True. And not just like, it was hey guys, quite look at my funny sunscreen. I think we said on mic last week that the announcement was supposed to happen Monday because that was when the countdown ended. And all the Miley well, fan that, accounts okay, were like, there, announcement there was, today. There was, <laughs> there was no official like word that there was announcement. No, there People wasn't. were just assuming. <laughs> and I guess there technically was because wasn't Monday when the posters were spotted? Yes, but there... Things have been confirmed because Miley has been posting, but it's still cryptically, and there hasn't been an official announcement. And I'm just waiting for one of the Miley fan accounts to snap 
because they've well, done they've it already, in the past. They've done it in the past. It's so funny. <laughs> um, I'm going to say so. So far, we've gotten um, posters, lyrics, and now a video graphic. Yeah. What do you think we're going? Do you think something else will be released tomorrow or? We could get the official announcement and then the song could be out Friday because I know new music usually tends to drop on Fridays. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious of what the music video is going to be if she's wearing a Mickey Mouse t-shirt. I know. Like, I don't think she's going to put, like, from what it seems, it feels like it's going to be like a somber, like, retrospect, like a climb type-esque. Someone said... Con- confirmed Miley talks to her um, CGI DH self in the music videos. I said, guys. Every damn time there is movement in the Miley world, people are making up the craziest things that are so unfeasible. Now, now we're getting CGI into this? Come I on hope now. not. If that happens, I'd, <laughs> I'd feel really weird about it. Me too. I don't, yeah. And I, I feel Miley would be weird being like, why do I have a Hannah Montana wig on? <laughs> de-aging myself i am curious she has piqued my interest i will buy it i'll always buy it i'll buy it you'll always chop it a bit she makes me mad but damn it i keep coming back the m and my limit stands for mad (laughs) (laughs) um all right well we're closing the book on this volume of disney 411 and Let's get another book from the library. We're opening another book. And <laughs> speaking of, <laughs> I said that's so weird. <laughs> you sounded like. I said a book. Um, you sounded like the witch from Hocus Pocus. Which one? <laughs> the one who screams book. <laughs> book. That one. Oh my God. This is going to be so unhinged. Um, speaking of wearing a wig and having to wear a wig for a really long time, um, we are coming into a place we've never gone before on the Time Machine podcast, the world of Disney-approved fan fiction books for youngsters. Um, we are jumping right in, feet first, to the second book in, in the Montana World <laughs> Tour series. Because as you know, if you've ever read a book series like this growing up, continuity does not matter one single bit. So this, Whether it's books or, I mean, we all know this, whether it's books, movies, or TV shows, just in general, uh, that's true. about continuity. You're so right. Because Becca, <laughs> Becca, when we decided on the book we were going to do, Becca texted me and goes, should we start with number one? And I think my immediate response is, I guarantee a thousand percent there's no continuity needed uh there was not for this journey there certainly was on. not but apparently um, there was no continuity needed to write the book at all because we chose this book based on the back cover description and what they say happens yes. in this book does not occur no it does not happen <laughs> at all uh so we read so you don't have to uh <laughs> The Hannah Montana on Tour book series. Uh, this is uh, volume two called G'day Sydney. Uh, it was released on July 14th, 2009. Um, and here's a little description about Hannah Montana on Tour G'day Sydney. Uh, Hannah Montana is off to the second city on her, on her tour, Sydney. But when Jackson gets hit in the head with a boomerang, it starts an adventure faster than you can say. 
put some shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> this is an all-new original fiction series. will showcase a different international city on Hannah's concert tour in each 80-page chapter book. Plus, there's a four-page color photo insert featuring the stars of the hit Disney Channel show. <laughs> Those were such and a jump scare. <laughs> because they we are, read this we... on... The physical copy of this book on Amazon was like $30. So we got the Kindle versions. And you're just clicking, expecting another chapter. And it's just a photo of Miley. It's like literally just like a photo of like Miley photoshopped on a colorized stamp of Sydney, Australia. <laughs> it's just like, it's Miley like... loves being down under. <laughs> like, and then like the next one was like, oh, Oliver's here. Getting Which some shrimp on the barbie. Which was because they put the Oliver picture in there before they reveal that Lily and Oliver have flown when, into Australia. <laughs> when I flipped the page and it said Lily and Oliver in the hotel room, I said, for what? How did they get here? There's, and there's no explanation how they got <laughs> nope. there. Um, so, yeah, we read this book and, like, we keep saying, this is not based on any Hannah Montana episode. Mm-hmm. Um, there are books based off episodes um, that you can buy. Like an episode of Hannah Montana is, um, you know, how do you... Like transcribed um, and expanded upon. Transcribed. So that there's like characters' internal thoughts and, and stuff like that. Yeah, but these yeah. are wholly original stories. This one is written by M.C. King, who did other books like these and some Sweet Life books that are probably just the episode ones. Yeah, I looked at, I looked at her Disney resume and... The only, and from what, what I gathered was the only Disney Channel um, franchises that got these fictionalized um, stories were Hannah Montana and High School Musical. I think there's the, and poss- possibly Camp Rock. Definitely um, Camp Rock. We confirmed that. I think those are the only three. Yeah. And I think any other ones like, like you said, Sweet Life, Liz McGuire, That's So Raven, and probably, I think maybe Wizards of Waverly Place had books. Um, those are just trans transcribed episodes. Yeah, basically. But you know, this just adds to the popularity of Hannah Montana. Uh, Hannah Montana was a merchandise machine. Oh yeah. If they if they could uh, plot Miley Cyrus's face on something, they would. Did you see uh, what other Disney books she did? She did they, some. They, of they the did Hannah the, Montana, uh, the junior novelization of Jump In. Of, they Which did. Which I did. had. So this isn't your first um, read by MC. King. Oh no! I also noticed that they wrote a book for E called "101 Reasons the '90s Ruled," and it looks like their bibliography stops there. I mean, how can you? What can you do after a historian you realize <laughs> a journalist, yeah. an author for the books? She also wrote Hannah Montana's Backstage Pass. Ooh, okay. So <laughs> I loved books like this yeah. as a kid. I love any book with color pages and pictures in the middle. Because in a physical yeah, copy but... you're like expecting that and you seek that out, but on a Kindle copy it's just like, oh. Yeah, because it's definitely was supposed to fill a full page of a book and since Kindles or iPad wherever you're reading it isn't it's just like a little tiny picture of a photoshopped uh book do you want a uh, picture of miley cyrus do you want to read some of the reviews of this book there's reviews of course oh my god this is from, <laughs> this is from 2017 by the way and this book was released in 
Okay. So we got some revisits. Um, they the title of this review is called "What a Hoot." <laughs> um, great book. There were many funny jokes. It would appeal to children and adults. Give it a shot. Lots of fun. And adults. Someone put another review is "I love it" from 2014. I got it with my allowance, and it rocks. It has so much awesomeness. I can't <laughs> stop reading it over and over again. I was thinking you with were your about to present me like reviews from a book journal. This is... I don't... I don't sign out, co-sign on any of these reviews. <laughs> I did not laugh once. I laughed out of pure, what the heck is going on in this book? This book is um, so Because bizarre. we finished, and... We read the description. The reason we want to do this one is because Jackson gets hit in the head by a boomerang. <laughs> and that never happened. It doesn't happen at all. Ever. It never happened never. whatsoever. What happens is that they're flying into Australia from Rome. Which, who, who did this tour schedule? It makes no sense to go uh, yeah. from Rome okay, so, to Australia to Brazil so we're, we're, in the third yeah. one. We're officially, we're officially going into the book. We're opening up our pages, turning to page one. Um, and yeah, it does a slight little recap of volume one. Yeah, they're coming from Rome. Rome. They're on the private jet. And unfortunately for Miley, while she's on tour with Team Hannah Montana, she can't be out of the disguise. So the poor girl has this wig shackled to her head for a 25 hour flight. <laughs> Roxy is also there. Roxy, like a puma, is there in this book. <laughs> So the thing is, like, funny reading this book is, oh, this is what the character of Miley, like, these are the voices of what some of, like, some of it tracked and some of it didn't for Yeah, me. some of the lines, it was like, oh, MC King did their research. Yeah. Like, the very first line, one of the very first lines is Miley and Robbie Ray having a conversation about how long the flight is going to be. And Miley's first line of dialogue when Robbie Ray says that the flight is going to be 25 hours is 25, huh? And it's oh, written and it's out like exactly yeah. the right way. And that's, I think that's like so fun about like when kids would read this is they can imagine yeah. how it, it would have been said. Um, but yeah, it's a flight in to Australia. Lily and Oliver are back in Malibu. And throughout the flight, Miley is texting, like, she's getting texts from them. They're fighting about something. They're, they're separately emailing and texting Miley about how much they're fighting with each other and how much they hate each other. Come on, enemy slubbers. Which, <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> literally. And Miley's like, guys, just get along while I'm gone. Was Miley or Lily and Oliver known to hate each other when Miley wasn't around? I don't know. She guilt, guilt trips them by replying, like, all alone and missing you. And then the next line of description is like, actually, Miley wasn't all alone because she's surrounded by Roxy and Jackson. But she wants them. She, she's not with her friends. The way that they say that they have to justify Jackson coming with her on tour is such bogus. Yes. Yes. I remember that. What did it say? Um, they said they have it. to justify Jackson oh, yeah. flying with her H- Hannah, by saying yeah. that he won a super fan contest to go with her on tour. Um, yeah. Do they not just, can they not just be like, he's a member of the team. He sets up the lights. It would be so Well, much why easier. can't they just give him a disguise? Or that. Because I'm imagining, like, if I'm 12 and I'm a Hannah Montana fan and I hear nothing of a contest, 
And then it's like, oh, by the way, this guy named Jackson, who's well into his 30s, won the super fan <laughs> Hannah Montana contest. And he gets to go and fly on Hannah Montana's private jet with her on the world tour. I'd be steaming. Yeah. I would rip up whatever teen magazine I read that in and, and cry. Well, Jackson's whole plot <laughs> is he keeps thinking Australia is going to, because it's, it's in the summer. So yeah. we've established it's summer. This, the, tour. the book takes place in July, and, so, and Jackson is like hankering to surf. But the whole gag is that during the summer months, it's winter in Australia. And I did some research, and it seems like winter in Australia is like the high is like 68 degrees. Like it's, it's chilly, but it's not like. Oh, the way if you knew nothing about Australia, you'd be reading this and thinking there's a blizzard happening. I know. Off the, <laughs> off the coast. Um, I, need, I need to read this one part. It said, Miley was about to oh so kindly remind Jackson of this when talking about uh, winter. Um, when the flight attendant uh, appeared, Miss Montana, he said, uh, if you wouldn't mind buckling your seatbelt, we'll be taking off to Hong Kong shortly. Hong Kong! Had Miley heard correctly? Had they gotten on the wrong plane? She could have sworn this one had Hannah Montana World Tour in shimmering purple and gold script along the side. Dad, I think something's up with my hearing. A worried, a worried Miley whispered to Mr. Stewart. Because I think he just said, we're going to Hong Kong. So, we're going from Rome? To Hong Kong? Because they say that they're Australia? making a pit stop in Hong Kong to get food. And Jackson's just like, I'm going to get me an egg roll. Like, the, the explanation we're given is just like Becca said. Mr. Stewart uh, goes to explain, we're making a quick pit stop in Hong Kong to stretch our legs and grab a bite. I've got a hankering for some egg rolls. <laughs> Help. I can't continue anymore. I just feel so awful for Miley because they say, like, when I, as I was reading this, I was like, is she freaking flying with the wig on? And then they say that, like, she can't take it off because none of the people the on staff know. And she falls asleep for 16 hours, which is insane. But imagine sleeping for 16 hours with all, like, in pin curls and bobby pins. <laughs> my head! You know she got a, my head would you hurt. You know she got a headache. Well, we get, a, we get an end Dolly mention. Oh, my God. That line had me in tears. So, just like Becca said, Miley is falling asleep in her wig, in her Hannah Montana regalia. Um, unlike, and this is what it says. It doesn't even unlike say she's in comfortable else. clothes. Unlike any, any, everyone else, Miley couldn't think about food right now because all of a sudden, overwhelming feeling overtook her. Her eyelids started to droop. Her shoulders felt like they were bricks on top of them. And ooh, her feet sure ached. <laughs> Miley really had walked a lot in Rome. As her Aunt Dolly would say, those cobblestones were rough on the tootsies. <laughs> I would like to also read another line from that page that was... Uh, unnecessary to include in here when jackson says that he'll like and he'll take an egg roll the narrator writes he always has food on the brain thought miley it's a wonder he's not 18 gazillion pounds okay <laughs> that's a so, bit much and then we land in hong kong to get some egg rolls and jackson and... wakes her up by calling her rip van montana 
Which I didn't get the reference. Rip Van Winkle, man who slept for a hundred years. It's like an old fairy tale. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> didn't track for me. Uh, so while they're at the airport or in the layover in Hong Kong, Miley keeps getting texts and emails from Oliver and Lily. Uh, like, Oliver's so lame, you will not believe uh, Lily, Oliver, the irritating. Uh-oh, it didn't seem like things were going so well back home in Malibu. Looked like her friends were sick of each other, which... I don't think this is accurate to the show. I don't think Miley, I mean, Lily and Oliver can't get along without Miley. Because they were friends before her. Right. I don't know. Maybe somebody said something to somebody else in the Rome book that we're just <laughs> missing. Or maybe not. One of the, one of the last texts Miley, Miley sends to Lily and Oliver, which comes into play, is just be glad you guys get to be together all alone and missing you, Miley. Um, she writes just a singular B, the n- number two, the singular B, and together the two, num- the number two together. Um, so this is definitely like, these are how teens are texting, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and again, Miley can't even take off her wig when they're... Touch the Hong Kong soil. Her head soil. is hurting. Her friends are fighting. The flight is 25 hours. She has one chance. <laughs> it's giving that. Robbie Ray's character reading the guidebook throughout this book. I feel like that tracks. That tracks. That tracks. The Jackson storyline just feels like so shoehorned in because Miley keeps like. It's stupid. Why, is, like, why didn't they have so him get obs- hit in the head with a boomerang? Yeah. Jackson's well, storyline essentially book, is, I mean, we'll talk more about it, but he doesn't realize that it's going to be cold for winter in Australia because Robbie Ray won't let Miley tell him. They're just like, we'll let it, him figure it out on his own. And he all yeah, he wants to which do is makes surf, no sense. And he didn't pack any like warm clothes, apparently. So he runs out in the cold and then he gets a cold and he gets sick. And that's his storyline. That literally is the storyline. That's line. it. And. <laughs> It's and there's like moments when the boomerang is mentioned and the boomerang is like a plot. So that's why I was like, oh, this is going to happen. And it never did. And I was shocked and dismayed. Yeah. Also, this book is like half Hannah Montana adventure, half. Hey, here are some fun facts about Sydney, I know. Australia. That would never come up in your day to day conversations about life. But, you know, like, why is. All of a sudden, Robbie Ray going, well, Australia is in the lower half of the Southern Hemisphere, the USA in the Northern Hemisphere. So on a globe, it seems like we live on top and then they live below. Get it down under. Because they have That's to teach dialogue. kids something. Yeah, because they, they talk about all the cool things you can do with Sydney. Um, so like this and Finding Nemo can teach you so many things about also the fact Sydney, that Australia. Because they obviously didn't look deep into it enough to find another venue in Sydney that Hannah Montana is playing at the Sydney Opera House. The Sydney Opera House. Oh my gosh. Cut to, remember that video I we posted on our Instagram of the cast of High School Musical at the Sydney Opera House? Yeah. <gasps> Foreshadowing. I wonder if they were there at we the time. We didn't know. Foreshadowing, who knew? Um, we'll speak. There's also, this book comes with new characters, and one of them is discussed by Robbie Ray while they're still on the plane. They will be meeting up in Australia with his old mate, Hank Gibbons. Hank Gibbons. Who is just like some guy that he was friends with from long ago, and they've always had a very 
competitive friendship. They're always trying to one up each other in games. And apparently Hank has beef with Robbie Ray because Robbie Ray ate 26 hot dogs and beat him in a hot dog contest. And Robbie Ray is like, you might have to read the exact quote, but he's like, I couldn't look at hot dogs until I started making my famous hot e doggies for your brother again. Also, does Miley, it, the way they write Miley Stewart is like, she has never heard of Australia or Sydney, Australia. Like, I was a child and anything. I knew at least that koalas lived there. <laughs> Miley's like, huh? What's a maze? This place has buildings? Like, huh? So the quote is, and I also loved the quote when um when Robbie Ray is talking about their friendship and Miley is shocked by the fact that they're friends and says, weren't the people you chose as friends supposed to be nice? She also compares uh, Robbie Ray and Hank Gibbons to Amber and Ashley, which is such a reach <laughs> and a way to mention them. So the quote from Robbie Ray yeah. is, you're telling me I won eight twenty-six of them, buns included. Couldn't eat another dog for a decade. It wasn't until I started making my famous hot e doggies for you and your brother that I started eating them again. Mr. Stewart winced at the disgusting memory. Still, Miley could hear the pride in his voice. What are, what are hot e doggies? Really hot hot dogs? <laughs> well, finally they land and um the they land in australia and remember they have not told jackson this entire time the 25 hour flight they decided not to tell jackson no at all that there's no surfing but when they land they say her wig needed an adjustment and miley says that she can't go out there with bed wig why doesn't (laughs) she just take the wig off and put a hoodie on and sleep in the hoodie with her hood pulled up like this is unnecessary it says in the book it says in the book um miley also needed a makeup touch she had to be camera ready in case any reporters were at the airport that also meant she had to change out of her comfy traveling clothes it was time for more glamorous hannah apparel Changing was, wasn't exactly easy, especially because she was still wearing her seatbelt. That was a friendly reminder that Miley is safety first. Mm-hmm. Well, they have to do that after the seatbelt controversy from the concert movie. Exactly. Probably. But yeah, in the midst of everything, Jackson's like, well, bye, guys. I'm going to surf. And as soon as Jackson opens the, like, gets off the plane, everyone's like, Jackson, no. And, and it's cold. He figures it out. Which that's I was wondering if the boomerang hitting him in the head is like the boomerang of cold or something. Like, is that how they're justifying this? Or was that just the yeah. original plot line and they never bothered to write a different description Maybe. when they changed it? I don't it? know. But this, like, you think this will be like such a big plot device. Like Jackson's gonna be like, I can't believe you guys lied to me. I missed home. Y'all are taking me away from my friends. Nope. It's never really mentioned again nope or like a thing (laughs) um and now it turns into like there's so many reporters waiting for hannah montana um and miley didn't realize how big hannah montana was in australia um and she keeps getting asked about this person named Gemma, or Gemma. Gima. She doesn't know who that is. One of the paparazzos falls and Miley feels bad. This whole book is also like, Miley is so nice and she's so kind and nice to everybody. 
Like Miley in the Which show sometimes think... is a spoiled little brat. Like that's not true. Yeah. And we'll push over people and so and say like, my bad. But one of the paparazzos falls and Miley is like, oh, are you okay? And she feels bad. Like she doesn't want to not talk to him. And Roxy goes, fool. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. That absolutely that tracks. I love how like Roxy is here. I know. Because she kind of drops off in the show. For her two scenes. But not in this. But show. they make a point to say Roxy is a really good bodyguard. So they're getting they're pick they're getting picked up and they're in the car, uh, the limo or wherever on the way to the hotel that they're staying at. Yeah, and Billy, uh, Robbie Ray and Jackson go in one car, and Miley and Roxy go in another need car. Two and cars Miley for is four people. Right. <laughs> um, and th- this is when Miley gets nervous because she hasn't heard from Lillian Oliver since she sent the text. But then she and now forgets she's about like, like the time difference, and she's spiraling. <laughs> She hasn't slept. Like, She's spiraling. Her head has. She has wig head. She right. hasn't taken her we're wig off really, in two days. We're not really deep diving into the actual chaos that is going on in Miley's head. I need. I want this book to be rewritten as a psychological thriller where Miley snaps. I think it can from all the pressure because she gets in the limo and she sees all these magazines. That are like, that say that this girl Gemma and Hannah Montana are beefing. And she's like so confused. Because literally, how are you involved in a feud without knowing? Like, yeah, truly, so, how? Some of the, like, the headlines are saying Hannah Montana versus G'day Gemma. Uh, the Battle of the Teen Stars, local favorite Gemma versus American superstar Hannah Montana. Who will win? Uh, another one says, G'day, Hannah. Gemma's going to show you who's the teen queen. All the while, this is when we get a. Probably the most heavy-handed history lesson about Sydney, Australia, um, via the the um, limo driver. He's like, and on your left is the Sydney Opera. <laughs> like, who asked you? Yeah, you're not a tour bus guy. Like, g- giving us like little like fun facts about Sydney, Australia. But that's when um, Miley asks about who Gemma Gemma is, um, and we find out that Gemma is a very popular teen uh talk show host well, in chat Sydney. show because it's a chat show chat in show. australia apparently oh yeah miley goes chat show half of this book is also Ro- somebody saying something and miley being like huh and then being like oh that's australian slang for blah 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 but never once in this book is miley like that happened faster than hootenannies on a hog tie and an australian person says huh which i think absolutely literally. was a missed opportunity literally um and so there's a TV in the back of the limo, and so Miley and the limo driver's like, yeah, Gemma's uh, show's on right now. If you want to go check it out, just press the button on the TV. And so we did a, she does, and that's where we see the fact that Gemma show. We don't even know what the show is about other than a targeted attack on Hannah Montana at this point. Because Gemma walks out, and she's like, good day, it's Gemma. And then she's just like, ooh, by now I bet our little California princess has landed, and I bet she's cold. And everyone's like laughing. And like, why do y'all know that she's already here? They, yeah. have, they have like the Santa Norad because, track. Because the thing is like, Miley has no idea who Gemma is. And apparently this big feud is very popular. And like, not even like, I don't know Gemma like that. It's like, I don't never know Gemma. Like, Gemma. who is this? And on the, it's like very a one-sided 
yeah world view and when the driver drops them off miley gives a signed hannah montana cd to the limo driver to give to his daughters like just to prove that she's a nice person because the limo driver is like i thought the beef was true but after meeting you you're so nice now i know it's not the beef is allegedly because yeah Gemma reached out and asked Hannah Montana to come on the show and Hannah Montana said no which Miley thinks is surprising because she was like well Robbie Ray is my manager and he never says no to anything which is not good if he never says no to anything yeah but she gets yeah she gives him the signed CD they get to the hotel she has a quote that says 25 hours on an airplane meant 25 hours without a shower it also meant 25 hours in the same socks and underwear, dot, dot, dot. And then in all caps, ew. That's not even a quote. That's not even something Miley said. No, that's just a narration quote, but it's a quote from the book. Right, exactly. The last line of chapter four is ew with a bunch of W's. I also love how at this point we're basically halfway through the book and nothing has happened. Miley is stepping nothing out of the happened. shower. <laughs> Yeah, the first line of chapter five goes, what a difference a good shower made. (laughs) I hated the Miley swished her just dried long brown hair from side to side like that. I mean, every YA book is like I I ran my fingers through my raven jet black tangled messy hair mop. Yeah, they also do a zoom in on Miley's feet. They're talking about how she uses the fancy bath products as soon as she gets to the gets to a hotel and there was a bottle of uh, peppermint foot scrub and it says inside her boots underneath her socks. Miley could feel her refreshed toes tingling happily. (laughs) The dogs are out in the text, but the dogs are in in real life. The text is just zooming in on the dogs. So Miley is meeting Jackson, Roxy, and Robbie Ray at the lobby, and they're going to meet Hank and his daughter at the zoo. And they're they're all um, out of disguise. They're in normal yeah, clothes. Yeah, they're regular, re- normal clothes. And every two minutes, Miley is checking her cell phone to see if Lily and Oliver have responded to her text. And they have not. And they haven't. And so she's still kind of like worried about that. And this is when we get another history lesson <laughs> about kangaroos and koalas and, and that you can find them there. And also, this is the craziest, one of the craziest things they say in this book <laughs> is they go into the zoo and Robbie goes, like, first stop the zoo cafe. That's where we're meeting uh, Mr. Gibbons and his daughter. And Roxy, go- and then Roxy's fixated on the koalas. So she goes to, to the koala, wherever. Yeah, Roxy's um, like, the koalas are just like me because they're cuddly on the outside, but mean. I was like, Roxy like a puma. Roxy not like right, a koala. Roxy, Roxy like a puma. Roxy, this, this is Roxy like a koala. <laughs> um, so Miley goes to the Australian Zoo Cafe and her narration is she, com- she goes, this is exactly like Rico's Surf Shop in Malibu. Exactly like it. Because she says, Mmm, fries. If that ain't me and, in any situation. And Robbie's like, how do you know they're fries? And Miley goes, I'm an American teenager. I can smell fries. <laughs> and then she's like, and then they go, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, chips. Ooh. Crisps. Crisps, crisps whatever. Well, and they so, meet up with Hank Gibbons and it, his daughter's in the bathroom. So she's not there yet. This is when it's established that Jackson is getting a cold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget. So, there's that. Don't forget about Don't Jackson forget. now. Because he didn't 
pack any warm clothes. So yeah, we finally meet Hank and his daughter. Um, and Miley and his daughter are the same age. That's why I was like, yeah, you should meet his daughter and all that stuff. And Miley's like, oh, where's your um, daughter? And Hank is like, oh, she went to the WC. <laughs> I was like, what's the WC? The water closet. It's what Australians call a bathroom. Okay. If you are Australian and listening to this, do you really just say the WC? Or is this a way for us to learn about what the freaking WC <laughs> means? Which I think is what is the goal. I know. Why can't she just say the water closet? In the week, you're clues. What's up? What's up? What's all? What's up with all the decoding we're doing in this in this story? I don't know. That's half the dialogue. Half the dialogue is us us figuring out what I don't know. It's just like what is all? Like, give me to the plot. What are these lessons I'm learning? But the daughter comes out, and it's revealed that it's Gemma. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. So now I'm like, right. I'm like, finally. Yeah. But of course, she doesn't like recognize because she doesn't know Miley is Hannah Montana. So she's just all nice and is like, oh hi. Yeah, and Miley remembered that um, Hank Gibbons is also a talent manager. Mm-hmm. So that's now it's like even connecting uh, a little bit more, and so. Again, Miley, you go through this all the time that people know who Hannah Montana is and people don't know who Miley exactly. is. Um, and in the book, it's describing like Miley's like, okay, just take a deep breath, calm yourself. She says, be and, fake. You can do this. Be fake. <laughs> <laughs> Those are words to live by. <laughs> so true. I also love how it yeah, says at course, one point that she has to take a deep yoga breath, like how her choreographer taught her to do. Yeah. Hannah Montana has a choreographer. Yeah, it's Kenny Ortega. <laughs> right. In the, yeah, in the show, it's Kenny Ortega in our minds. Um, and Jim is like, wow, I heard California girls were always happy. I guess it's really true because Miley's like, doing fake like, smiling fake so hard. Smile. Yeah. And then the next page is the weird picture <laughs> of Miley in front of a stamp <laughs> of Australia. And then there's one of Oliver. Which... There's one of her performing as Hannah. And then there's one of Lily as Lola. Lola. Which I was so confused but because it's like, why are they here? And then... Yeah, I, yeah, I did too. I thought, oh, I guess it's just random pictures. I was like, they're not in this book. Cast. But we don't get there yet. First, we go back to them walking around the zoo. Jackson gets so sick that he taps out and he goes back to the cafe. And they're walking yeah. around and Robbie Ray and the guy are beefing again. And... Miley yeah, gets a text then we and she get, gets yeah. so excited because she thinks it's a text from Lily and Oliver, but it's Roxy sending her pictures of the koalas. Like she's <laughs> not going to go walk up and see the koalas herself in a little bit. <laughs> Come on, Roxy. They said we have to get Roxy out of here. We have to like stop writing for her to enter. So this is when uh, Jima and... um. Miley are basically like start to bond and start yeah, talking about Miley's like because she like really doesn't want to have a one-on-one conversation with Gemma but the thing gets brought up and they're talking about the Hannah Montana thing and Miley's like I that just doesn't sound like Hannah Montana I've read a lot about her she's supposed to be really nice and it's revealed that the um Gemma's dad Hank is the only person like he just told her that it happened that she didn't that Hannah Montana didn't respond so yeah. my, now the wheels are starting to turn. 
Yeah, that maybe this was all, like, Gemma doesn't really care. It's, like, all pre-planned. And because of what, what it comes down to is Gemma says her dad, who's her talent manager, says, whatever, we just have to um, talk about that we're in a few with Hannah Montana because Hannah Montana sells. Yeah. Um, and, like, magazines. And the, like, and the show's writers have been making books. all those mean jokes about her. And then we get a little bit of world building from the narrator saying, nearby, <laughs> a toddler was screaming for ice cream. The monkeys were making eep, eep noises. <laughs> right. I was like, not you world building in this book. <laughs> you got to do a little. You got to do a but little. Then, They're like, we're going to pause on the Sydney Australia facts to like give you the atmosphere of what's going Miley on. Miley starts to feel bad because Gemma's kind of talking about like, oh, you have friends. Like, I don't really have any close friends. She's like, oh, she seems really lonely. Like, I yeah, the so book bad. says, the book says, the book says, an unexpected feeling rose up in Miley. She felt a little sorry for Gemma, like she's the Grinch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the poor girl seemed really lonely. So that's a dig from the writers to I Gemma. Know. And then um, it's revealed that this whole time, Robbie Ray and Hank have been scheming to challenge Hannah Montana to compete against Gemma in a boomerang contest to which Miley thinks a boomer what which I know exactly how she would say that <laughs> in the show no sweet niblets in this book no sweet niblets they're shrimp on the barbie but no she should have said sweet niblets and had the Australian people be like what are you saying right. I swear to god yeah 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 so this is what so how are we shoehorning the fact that Robbie Ray knows Hannah Montana? I, they just say that he knows that he's staying at the same hotel as them, which how would he know that? Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess and, the idea, I mean, really, the idea is that kids are reading this and you don't have to think too hard about it. But I guess right. I would think that maybe Hank and Robbie Ray are both so blinded by their competitiveness that they just don't ask the details. They're just like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Miley has a so, quote. Um, she's just so surprised well, that her dad agreed to this. And Gemma protests. And it's like, Ham hey, Montana probably doesn't even know how to throw him a boomerang. And then Miley says, you can bet your sweet furry wallaby she doesn't. <laughs> Which I, I was like, that's a very, uh, that's a Hannah Montana TV show. Exactly. That, they would definitely say that on the show. So yeah, the competition is to see who can throw the boomerang. That's the competition. The farthest, I guess, yeah. And um, and they want to do like an Australian, like something very Australian, so an American like Hannah Montana wouldn't be able yeah. to do anything. Yeah, and Hank is like um, rubbing his hands together and cackling, and this is like his mad scientist moment. Yeah, the, he turns very cartoony because he's like, just imagine like when we beat Hannah Montana, how many magazines can sell. Yeah. Um. And then they end the chapter and by saying Robbie Ray has to collect Jackson from the cafe. They have to go back. They're meeting some friends at the hotel. And immediately at the beginning of chapter seven, it's just Lily, Miley yelled when she opened the door to her room. Hello? Yeah, so now <laughs> Lily. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was saying. I was like, what are they doing here? Lily and Oliver. Eep, I didn't my think they would be in this book at all. When did Lily Gross. ever say my Miley? Yeah, why are they writing Lily like a 80-year-old grandmother to Miley? <laughs> um, yeah, Miley and Lily are, not just Lily are here, Oliver's here as well. 
And this is when Miley, her struggle of thinking all her friends were mad at her <laughs> comes out. She's like, I thought you were mad at me this entire time because you didn't respond to any of my texts. But they, they were just on a flight, it turns out. And they didn't fight the whole time on the flight. Yeah, but it never and, says like. Oh yeah, they, they were why like, why are they there? They like, How did they get there? Who let them go there? Do their parents know that they're there? All of that is left up to our imagination. Who dropped them off and picked them up? If every member of Team Hannah Montana was at the zoo, this was in the age before Uber. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, Roxy was taking selfies with the koalas. <laughs> So there really was no way to do that. And Oliver is supposed to be staying in Jackson's room. It says Oliver's suitcases, plural. How long are they going to be there that he needs multiple suitcases filled with tubes and tubes of antibacterial hand gel? Yeah, because apparently Oliver's mom has a big, like, is a big, like, um, health. Yeah. Like, health. And Oliver is staying in Jackson's Um, room. But, of course, Jackson is sick. And this is where we start the comedic shtick that Jackson has going on for the rest of the, sh- of the book where he just is so sick that he's stuffed up and mispronouncing stuff. And he's like, I'm thick. And Oliver's like, you're thick? Yeah, well, maybe a little. Right. Um, why is everyone being so rude to Jackson? I don't but know. Then- and I really hated this kind of... Um- well jackson gets a chapter that's just one big comedic misunderstanding here in a little bit and it's really which bad we won't go into because that's all you need to know (laughs) we have to talk about it uh but Um, oliver goes down to the lobby to try and ask if he can get a new room who's gonna pay for that right team hannah montana i guess i'm sure robbie i'm sure robbie ways robbie ray was the one who um who flew them out but Gemma comes into the hotel while Oliver is in the lobby and she's asking for Miley Stewart and Oliver, because it says he knows Miley uses fake names when he checks into a hotel, jumps up, runs over and is like, oh, I know Miley. What do you need? Oliver's a user. (laughs) And then he starts like Gemma, like, is asking her to wanting to find her to ask her to hang out because she says she needs more girl time. And Oliver decides to lay on the smoke and oaken. By mm-hmm. saying, I'm not a girl, but I like you could pretend that I am. I mean, you could have girl time with me. Uh, I- I'm a guy, not a girl, but I could hang out with you. <laughs> and she's just like, you seem nice. And since you're friends with Miley, that's fine. And so they go get yeah, burgers. Like, they were probably like, we can only make this book 80 pages long. So we have to just kind of keep going. Yeah. Also, Oliver calls Jackson Germson. Very unfunny. I'm exhausted. And then... None, none of this was funny. So Nothing in this chapter eight book was is funny. the Jackson chapter, where it's basically just like, he's really sick, he can't sleep, he thinks he wants some chicken soup, so he calls room service, and he's so sick that they can't understand him, so they just hang up. And then he calls back, and he tries to ask for chicken soup, but he's so sick that they think he asked for liverwurst and a medley of fruit. Yeah. And that's about all we have to say on that. They knock on the door. He, I assume he doesn't pick, out, pick up the food and leaves it in the hallway to rot <laughs> because it's 4.15 a.m. But there is, what does he say? Um, he when they says, say, okay, liverwurst and a medley of fruit it is, it says, oh, just forget it is how it's typed out. But when I looked at that at first, my brain immediately went, Jax is just being like, fuck it. <laughs> hanging up the phone. <laughs> Probably what he so, meant. 
now we're in the training montage portion of, of the episode. Yeah, because in the previous chapter, Miley was getting like Lily up to speed about what's going on. And it's Lily and Roxy and Miley and they go to the beach, right? Yeah, Lily wakes Miley up early yeah, they and go, they, they go, go to the go beach to, to practice um, throwing the boomerang. And it's Lily is doing cheers. And if I had to take a drink every time somebody says, you put the boom and boomerang in the last half of this book, I would yeah, like, have thrown up in the pages from being so sick. Lily is like... <laughs> Doing flips? Yeah, it says, and they once, a really long time ago, Miley and Lily had tried out for the cheerleading squad. Lily made it. Miley made mascot. It turned out Lily really did have skills. Okay. <laughs> They're like, remember that episode? This is canon. This is canon now. Um, the boomerang does clock Miley in the head. Which I thought this was when we were going to get the plot point of they hit Jack. this far. And it never happened. Book. And now it's just teaching, I guess, this chapter's all about teaching kids how to throw a boomerang. Yeah, they're like, throw it by the flat side. And by the end of the chapter, yeah, they're so like, is- Miley's not good at it, but she's not bad. So they go to Yeah, Jenna's they're studio. like, as long as I don't look like... <laughs> Literally, the whole plot was as long as Miley doesn't look like an idiot, we're fine. Which is like... You're going to look like so an idiot mean. regardless, I, like, I, I, I do believe. But the whole goal was not to get, not to be perfect. It was just... To make her look not terrible. You'll be in a blonde wig throwing a boomerang in the studio of a teenage chat show host. You're going to look a fool no matter what you do. It said, to close this out, it said, Miley smiled at Roxanne Lily gratefully. She was tired, cold, and winded, but she was ready. (laughs) Okay. This is literally when I got very upset. Why? Because we are... (laughs) We are resolving the plot so quickly. Well, yeah. <laughs> I just wasn't expecting it. This is it. a book for little 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 babies. But they yeah, go so to the Good Day Gemma ha- studio and the first person they see is Oliver and they're like, "Oliver, what the heck are you doing here?" He's like, "Oh, well, I hung out with Gemma last night and when um once I we had so much fun. Once I got back to the hotel and they saw me hanging out with a celebrity, they gave me the biggest suite in the place." I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> we just walk into a hotel next to a famous person. They're like, oh, you get a suite. You get a suite. You but get a Gemma suite. asked him to come by the studio. And for a second, there's a panic that Oliver blew Miley's Hannah Montana cover. Yeah. And they're like, they're like give, um, give, give Oliver more. Of a I know. You know Oliver's not but, well, they stupid. he reveals that like he told Gemma that he knew Hannah Montana and that she wouldn't have said no to that, and so Gemma and her dad have been fighting all morning because she found out that he made up the the beef, and there's not going to be a show today because they're fighting so bad. They're just going to run a, a rerun. So yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, everything's happening off screen or off the page. I know. The, like, show me the fight. <laughs> Show me the I fight. Know the so, words yeah. that were exchanged. So Gemma, Gemma was just like, I don't want to do this. And they're having a fight in the dressing room. And so guess what? Miley's off the hook. That's how we Miley's off the thing. hook. Oliver's literally just like, y'all should leave. And Miley feels bad. And she gives Lily the boomerang as a gift. And they decide to go shopping. Yeah. They get in the car with Robbie Ray. Hank calls him and challenges him to a card game. And Robbie Ray says, okay. 
And then the, we're immediately at the final chapter where the performance has already happened. Right. Now we're like, what song do we think she sang at the Sydney Opera House? Like, why and were Gemma- the first five chapters of this book the flight and the last five chapters are everything happening all at once? Right. So, yeah, the last chapter is Miley at the end of the concert. And Jim and Oliver come backstage. And, of course, since it's Hannah Montana, let's pretend she's never met Gemma before. Um, and it's basically like, yeah, this is my friend Oliver. Hey, have you ever met my friend Miley? And then, like, at the end, they're like, oh, we had to try so hard not to bust a gut in the, in the dressing room. Literally. <laughs> like, and Hannah Montana goes, well, if you're ever in America, look me up. <laughs> Hmm. Okay. I don't think that will happen. Also, the fact that they lied to her because Gemma's like, we should all go hang out. And Hannah's like, oh, I can't. I'm meeting some friends after the show. And then it's just Miley, Lily, and Oliver hanging out in the hotel suite talking shit. <laughs> exactly. I mean, granted, I guess she meant that, like, she had to de-drag. Like, she didn't want to be in the wig anymore. But She had to de-drag. <laughs> And then we're just setting up for the next book at the end because Jackson and Robbie Ray comes in. Jackson's not sick anymore, apparently, after a day or two. Yeah, it's over. This book has no meaning. <laughs> and we have to reset. like, oh, Jackson, you better get excited because we're going to Brazil next and you can surf there. And Robbie Ray brings in a tray of 27 hot dogs that Hank left. And then the final line of the book is, as everyone ate, Miley glanced over at the boomerang sticking out of Lily's bag. One thing was for sure, she'd never forget the land down under. What happened in this story that made Miley reminisce about her adventure? What adventure? Don't miss the next stop on tour. Greetings from Brazil. Oh, did you read the description about the next book? I did. It sounds saucy. Well, Amber is in it. Amber's Am. They, she runs. She runs into Amber in Brazil. I'm in on the grind. <laughs> well, this was the weirdest thing. That like nothing happened. There are three new um, Hannah Montana characters. Three in the universe now. Yeah, the limo driver. I didn't count the. We have to count the limo driver. driver. So we we know in our minds who was who was Miley, who was Lily, who was Oliver, and all those people. But we have some characters that you know have never graced our screen, so we don't know who's going to play them. So I think it's up to us to, if they so happen to enter the Hannah Montana TV show, um, who would they be? So we have Gemma with Hank with the limo driver. Um, three prominent characters in this adventure that we need to cast. So um, for Gemma, because this book came out in 2009, okay. I was trying to think of who okay, are you, Disney was really trying to push. Are you, okay, I was just like, whoever. Okay, no, I want. was thinking it of like have who to be. Disney was trying to push around this time or who would have been there. Okay. So I said either for Gemma, either Bridget Mendler or Zendaya. And they would have to do an Australian mm-hmm. accent. I okay, so are we going to keep it in that parameter? You don't have to if you uh, have Jim something has, else. I'm interested to see what you said. I said Millie Bobby Brown. And <laughs> <laughs> what you call a, a, a fat, fat, fat. <laughs> Um, 
I like Zendaya or Bridget Mendler or Millie Bobby Brown. I'm just trying to think like of the time Zendaya or like of the time Bridget Mendler. Of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe. Trying to think what was happening. What was uh, what was popping up there? See, my my first instinct was to say Selena Gomez, but of course she was already on Hannah Montana as another. Yeah, you can't say Selena Gomez. Maybe, maybe like. Honestly, bring back Annalise Vanderpool to play Gemma. True, but she's not Miley's age is the problem. They have to be the same age age or or similar. Maybe, ooh, ooh, maybe like Taylor Swift. You shut your mouth. A young Taylor Swift is Gemma. Her delivery, because she would walk out on her talk show stage and do her like... (laughs) Her big smiley face in her hands. I I know y'all know what I mean. Yeah. So for Hank... Um, Oh, I said Hugh Jackman. You're reaching... (laughs) Oh, you're reaching. What? You think Disney Channel would ever be able to get Hugh Jackman? They got Debbie Reynolds and, Mi- and Mickey Rooney. They get Hugh Jackman. I said either the dad from Good Luck Charlie or Brian Stepanek. Brian Stepanek. <laughs> Just to perfect. hear him do an Australian accent would be worth the price of admission. And you know they'd put him in a wig and give him like a tool belt with like a crocodile Dundee style knife and hat. Yes. He would be perfect. Yes. All right, and then the limo driver. Do you think this is when they break out the big guns, like a little fun cameo to see? Mickey Rooney. And they would vote. <laughs> Which Disney Channel star do you want to play the limo driver? Mr. Mr. Mosby. <laughs> I could see it being Phil Lewis. Phil Lewis. That's two sweet life people in Hannah Montana adventure. Uh, they're all canon. They're all okay. So I guess it couldn't be those people then because it couldn't be Mr. Mosby who, who else? Maybe it could be um <gasps> Mr. Arbus? Allison it was Reed? a man though, I think. Well, okay, fine. Um Bart Johnson. <laughs> Actually Bart Johnson would be the great as Hank as well. That's so true. If he could do an Australian accent, that's something I don't think we know about Bart Johnson. This could be the moment where we it figure it out. All right. So to recap, our fan casting options are for the limo driver, Bart Johnson, or Phil Lewis. For Hank, we have Brian Stepanek. We, it, has it has to be, to be Brian, Brian Stepanek. And then for Gemma, Gemma's a key role, though. Uh, Gemma, it's either Bridget Mendler, Zendaya, or Taylor Swift. <laughs> Sorry, Millie Bobby Brown. I just imagine like, sorry, Millie Bobby Brown, because we're keeping it into this era. We have to keep it with celebrities who are actually born. Uh, So before we do our closing, before we we close the book on (laughs) Hannah Montana Down Under, I think we we read some um, little bits and pieces throughout us talking about it. But I think we really have to just do like a deep dive into a portion of the book. This is and a little I bit of a You're Reading Disney Channel. It's a You're Reading Disney Channel adjacent. We're actually reading text. We're literally reading <laughs> like Disney Channel written, this time. We really are reading Disney Channel this time. Um, this is actually when Gemma and Miley get to know each other a little bit at the zoo, and they talk about the whole Hannah Montana fake feud. So would you like to be Gemma, or would you like to be Miley? I'll be Miley. Okay. That means I can break out my Australian accent. You will also be our um, narrator as well. Hold on. Okay. Since I'm Jim, let me get into my Australian accent. Okay, I'm ready. Three, two, one, action. 
Miley heard a voice in her ear. I can't listen to this another second. It was Gemma. Miley cringed. She had been trying to avoid getting caught in a one-on-one conversation with Gemma. Now she had no choice. Seems like our dads have a competitive friendship, said Gemma. (laughs) Those are the worst, don't you think? Yeah, said Miley, surprised. She hadn't been expecting Gemma to say something she agreed with. Just then, Miley's cell phone chirped. Sorry, I just need to check something, she said. She reached into her coat pocket for her phone. Two new messages! Finally, Oliver and Lily had replied. Excitedly, Miley clicked open her inbox. Her heart sank. The messages were from Roxy. She'd sent Miley pictures of the koalas. Um, waiting to hear from someone important? Gemma asked. Two people, actually, answered Miley. My best friends. Lucky yo. Said Gemma. <laughs> I don't have any best friends. I mean, I have friends, but not good ones. <laughs> um, basically, I'm working all the time. Right, said Miley, gritting her teeth. I hear you're a really big star here. Uh, Kind of, Gemma said. I've been getting more uh, famous lately. There's this drama with a pop star, Hannah Montana. You've heard of her, right? Miley nodded. A gust of wind blew past and she pulled her scarf over her mouth. It helped to hide her smile. Why is she smiling? (laughs) (laughs) Dad, because she's nervous. Dad (laughs) called all the magazines when Hannah Montana refused to come to my show. Gemma explained. Refused? Miley asked coyly. She really refused? That doesn't sound like Hannah Montana. Do you know her? Gemma asked. No, no, I've just read a lot about her, Miley said, stumbling. She's supposed to be really nice. Well, maybe she didn't respond to our request, said Gemma. At least that's what Dad says. When the magazines found out, they put me on the cover. Uh, Hannah Montana is big news. That's the show's writers have been having me make all these mean jokes about her. Uh, Dad says Hannah Montana sells. And scene. That was a wow. terrible. Uh, the more no, I, I went, was about the... to say that was so good. Really? Yeah. Wow. Thank we should you. Get a, um, we need an audio book of this that's read by Nicole Kidman. <laughs> we come to this. We come to Hannah Montana on tour for Maggie. <laughs> Wow. Okay, so in our in your mind, okay, I'm sorry, but I pictured Taylor Swift as I was reading that. I guess, yeah. So Taylor Swift as Gemma. Got it. So that was volume two of Hannah Montana on tour. And I'm afraid of what volume three and one have in store. <laughs> oh, well, uh I guess you could you could always read a lesson for taking a look in a book. What's the What's the Disney Channel lesson we learned today? Um, I think my Disney Channel lesson is <laughs> you don't have to stay in disguise the entire 25-hour <laughs> plane ride. You can put a hat on. Grant, you can put a hood on. You don't have, people aren't going to be like, where's that blonde hair of yours under that hat or under that wig? <laughs> They're flight hey, attendants. Hey, take your hat off. <laughs> Right. That's my lesson. My Disney Channel lesson is if you're traveling someplace that you've never been before, take a peek at the weather before you make any plans. Ooh, that's a good one. You might avoid some heartbreak. You might avoid getting sick. 
Um, and you might avoid just a terrible chapter of a comedic misunderstanding where you have a, to place a call to room service. And any of those things are great to avoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are great lessons uh, <laughs> that we heard about and read about today. Um, besides so many things about Sydney, Australia. Um, so, Becca, people want to see um, how you're at the um, Bondi Beach, hanging out, <laughs> trying to learn how to throw a boomerang. Where can they find you? You can find me throwing the boomerang on Instagram and Twitter at Heyo, it's Becca, H-E-Y-O. TikTok is Becca's Records. YouTube is Becca Stogner. Or check out my other podcast, Youth Group Survivor Support Group, YGSSG Podcasts, wherever you get your socials. And if you want to follow me on any of the social medias, I'm at Real Hunter Martin on Instagram, H Cameron Martin on, on Twitter. But more importantly, if you want to keep up to date about this podcast, we're on all the social medias. Uh, just type in the Time Machine Podcast, you'll find us there. Uh, rate and review us on um, Apple Podcasts. That's five stars on Spotify, if you're ever so kind. Um, Talk to us on all the social medias. We love talking to you guys. Uh, tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us what you want to hear. And tell us what you don't want to hear. Because we want you guys to have so much fun listening to this as we have making it. Especially make your voices heard on this one since this is a new topic and yeah. like an area we kind of haven't gone into before. If you liked it or if you didn't like it, let us know. Let uh, us especially know. as we just navigate all different kinds of things to do during these strikes. There are more Hannah Montana books. There are definitely high school musical books. Uh, that that would be interesting. Um, yeah. Because is High School Musical going to be entertaining without the songs? Um, I know. So there's lots of different I mean? things we can do. And there are we're just exploring some more topics and new different things to do. So until so next time. Pack your bags. <laughs> pack your bags. Uh, we'll see you in Sydney. We'll see you later, time travelers. Oh, always book your seatbelts. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.